Hey, I'm Pastor Mike, and thank you so much for taking time to check out this message. And I hope that it inspires you. I hope it pushes you either towards a relationship with Jesus or further along in your relationship with Jesus. But we would never want this message to replace the reality of what it means to be involved with a local church. Although I'm excited that you're checking this out and I, and I hope it speaks to you, let me encourage you that you need to be involved in a local body. There's something to the fact that you need to be under the authority of the spiritual lead of a pastor and involved in a community that can push you uh, further along. We are meant to be in community. So enjoy this message, but let me encourage you to be seeking an opportunity to be involved with a local church. Right? Right? But listen to me. At the base, 
of that behavior at the base of that rake is fear. That, that's, that's the underlying. Let me say to the gentleman for a second. There's a lot of us that have anger issues. Can I go ahead and tell you what the base of your anger is? It's fear. It's fear. It's, and we, we've got to address that reality inside of us. Number two most common fear, failure. Failure, right? That you're inadequate, that you don't measure up, that you're not keeping up financially, right? That you're, that you're a spiritual failure. Like you do a really good job putting on the Sunday morning. How you doing? Man, I'm blessed and highly favored, right? You walk out the door going, I'm such a phony, man. I don't even think I opened my Bible this week. Right? We fear failure. We feel number three is rejection. Rejection. That we're left out again. Come on, somebody. We don't fear being left out. We feel being left out again. We, we fear that, that whole... We fear maybe rejection and never getting married. Maybe there's a single here today. And, you know, you get to the point where it's like, I don't think this is ever going to... Maybe you have fear that marriage is not going to make it. You know, it's interesting because this, this new generation coming up, they have a fear of commitment because they've seen so much divorce. Right? So a lot of them choose to live together because they don't want to do it like their parents did because they just know we're going to get married and get divorced because that's what most people do. The last one of the, the common fears is the unknown. Which is kind of where we sit today, right? Like, like we're all looking at it. You know, even we're, we're getting ready with the worship team. And, didn't they do a great job this morning? These guys awesome. So grateful for these guys and the commitment. They come here on Tuesday. They come Tuesday night. And then they come last night, set all this up. So maybe you see somebody on the worship team, give them a pat on the back, tell them how awesome they are because they're volunteering their time to do that. But... But the unknown, we were, we were talking beforehand and it was, uh, somebody said, oh, I just heard of an advisory, it got updated to a Category 5. Right? So here we are looking at this crazy thing called Dorian, Category 5, right off our coast, and we see projections, and everybody's talking about projections, right? And isn't it funny how fear or anxiety is contagious? Right? And especially in the unknown. Right? We have fear about the unknown of our, our, our health. Our job, what's good, what's bad, I don't know, I'm trying to decide, this feels like a gray area, like what do we fear, I grew up with a, a my little sister is, 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 um, is mentally challenged, and, and, and so I grew up around special needs kids, so for me, when a special needs kid comes or whatever, I embrace them, but because I grew up in that, but I also recognize that other people, they don't, they're not meaning to be ugly. They just have a fear of the unknown. They, they, don't, they don't know how to interact, right? And so our actions come out of, out of fear and out of struggle. Let me read this verse for you, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Somebody should say amen right there, by the way. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power... And of love and of a sound mind. Come on, somebody. Power. Power. In other words, I got we have power. We're not sitting here looking at Dory and cowering because we don't well I don't know. 
No, 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 no. The power of the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The power of the resurrection lives inside of us. Right? We speak life and truth and reality. Come on, we stand in power. We stand in love. Now here it comes, guys, because I get angry and agitated and I need to recognize it's fear, right? Not not love. That I get angry because of my it's love and a sound mind. A sound mind. And it's amazing when you think about God's wisdom and, and the way He lays out Scripture. Fear is not from God. So I'm going to ask you to stop accepting it. Because I believe it's a choice. Listen to me. I believe it's a choice. Not that fear is not big and angry and dangerous. I'm not downplaying it. I'm not downplaying any fear that you may have or struggle. But I am saying this. Listen to me. You choose to go there or not go there. You understand? You, you make the choice by faith. And, I, and I'm going to back that up and give you some scripture to, to help you with that. But what I want you to know is this. God brought you to this place today. To experience His presence. To hear truth from His Word. And I believe to be set free from the bondage of fear. If you so choose to push in today. If you so choose to go, I'm going to receive this word today and choose to act it out no matter how I feel. Right? No matter how I feel, I'm going to choose to walk in what it is. If God's, if God's going to empower us to overcome this crazy thing called fear, I think a great place for us to start is to define it. Right? You can't fight what you don't understand. Right? So let's define fear a little bit. What, what is fear? And some people would say that fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that they're opposites. As a matter of fact, I think that fear, and this is your first feeling there, is fear is the having faith in the what ifs. Fear is placing your faith in the what ifs. Right? So, so you guys are in here today with us from, from, from Children's Church, and, and you guys are doing the timeline, and y'all are right up to the timeline, you're going to talk about a dude named Moses. Okay? And so Moses, I want to show you a moment. Now Moses, he's a big dog in our, in our belief system. I mean, he's, right? We would rank him right up there as he's a big dog. But let me tell you about Moses. Let me tell you, after God gave him a big assignment, let me tell you the first two words... That Moses said to God, Exodus 4 and 1. Moses answered, What if? What if they don't believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Think this through. He just saw a burning bush with God's voice speaking out of it. Right? And how many of us are the same way? Like we see God move. And we feel like God tells us to do something, but our next response is, yeah, yeah, but, but what if they laugh at me? Or what, what if, right? It's, it's fear is placing our faith in the what is, and it's death placing faith in God's promises. Moses put his faith in the what is. Why did they don't listen to me? Well, let's put it in our language. What if the economy drops? What, what if I lose my home? What if I lose my job? What if my spouse cheats? 
So out of fear, I'm overly jealous or fear, I'm overly weird in the relationship. Right? Those are are fear responses. What if I can't have kids? What if 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 one of my kids get hurt? Right? Well, we just decided to let our girls come here to Leesburg High School. We've been homeschooling for years. We just decided to let them come for one period a day. And I got to tell you, Mom and I are looking at each other going, what if something happens? Right? The, this the fear that, that grips us. What, what if I have a car wreck? What if I never marry? What if I marry a jerk? Like all these, all these, all these fears, all these thoughts. But I do want to say this to you: Your what ifs can be used for something good. Your what ifs can actually help you overcome your fear. Let me tell you how. Number one. What you fear the most reveals what you value the most. What you fear the most reveals what you value the most. If you're afraid of losing your marriage, what do you value? Marriage. If you're worried that something's going to happen to your child, it shows that you love and value your child. If you're afraid you can't pay your bills and you might lose your job, you value financial security. See how that works? And so our fears can be used to help us to understand, I mean, our what is can be used to help us to understand exactly and pinpoint where our fears are. Because if I'm going to choose to trust God over my what is, I need to be able to define them. I I need to be able to understand exactly what that is and not just respond like I don't really, like unconsciously. What What you fear the most reveals what you value the most. And number two is this, what you fear the most Reveals where you trust God the least. Right? Let that sink in for a minute. Afraid of losing your marriage? You don't trust God with your marriage. Afraid something's going to happen to your child? You're not trusting your God with your children. Terrified of not having enough? You're not trusting God to be your provider. I want to encourage you to be honest for a moment. And truthfully acknowledge where fear... In the what ifs is stronger than your faith in God. What about you? Where is it? And I left a space there. I really want you to do this. I want you to write down. I'm not trusting God with, and I want you to think about it, write something down. Come on. Put something in the blank. What is it? Because every one of us has fear. There's not one of us that's exempt from this reality. We can play ostrich and put our Head in the sand and pretend, but it's just not true. Because we have dysfunctional and negative behaviors because of fears that we have. What is it? And maybe you need to ask God, my children, my future, my health, someone I love, my aging parents. I want to give you a moment. Because you might go, why is that important? Because you cannot defeat what you cannot define. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. You cannot overcome. As you do, I want you to remind yourself of truth. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'd like you to ask you to consider doing something bold. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell your neighbor what you just wrote down. No, 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 wait, wait. If you're really uncomfortable, then look at your neighbor and say, my greatest fear is telling you what I just wrote down. All right? But, but go ahead. Come on, tell. tell what, 
And the reason we're doing this is because you're going to encourage someone else that they're not the only one with fears. They're not the only one that, that, that hurts or struggles. What is the fear that has held you hostage? Let's put a name to what God is going to help you overcome. Amen? Let's put a name to it. Let's write it down. Let's get practical. How will God empower us to overcome our fears? Let's get into that. Overcoming our fears. First of all, we have to acknowledge your fear and then choose to trust God anyway. You have to acknowledge your fear and choose to trust God anyway. In other words, you aren't going to close your eyes Right? And put your fingers in your ear and say over and over again, this is happening to me, this is happening to me, this is happening to me, this is happening to me. No, we're going to tell the truth. I'm nervous about what? I, 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 I let fear and, and, and this drive my behavior in a certain direction. What, what, what is that? This is heavy on my heart. I'm worried about... But even though I'm worried about... I'm choosing. Notice I, I didn't say I'm feeling. I'm choosing to trust God. And this is what David did. King David in the Old Testament. See, before David was king, there was this dude named Saul who was jealous of him. If you remember the story. And Saul was chasing him, trying to kill him. And the entire time, David is still honoring him. And, and being like, I mean, just amazing. Like, that's one of those moments that when I look at David, I go, God, please make me a man like that. That even if somebody was chunking spears at me, because like Saul was chunking spears at him, literally trying to kill him, and yet he still honored and should respect him because that was the leader God had put into place. Man, what a, what a view of honor. But listen to me, but don't think for a minute that David didn't feel terror. Right? I, I don't want us to get this picture in our head that like David was a superhero. He's just like you and me. He had feelings just like you and me. And I promise you, when that spear came flying at him and he ducked it, he wasn't like, this is so much fun. I promise you that he was like, oh my God, like he felt fear. He felt terror. But listen to Psalm 56. David wrote this. When I am afraid... Not, I don't have any fear, I'm the man. That's not who we are. We need to acknowledge it, right? Name it. If we're going to defeat it, we need to define it. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. And I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? That last statement, what can mere mortals do to me? You know what that is? That's eternal vision. As opposed to earthly vision. If my vision is so much tied to what is going on right here, right now, then I fear what I see here. But when I pick my eyes up and think from God's perspective and think from the perspective of eternity, are you kidding me? Like what happens here is this compared to eternity and who what God is, right? It doesn't matter what, whether it's a category by a hurricane, whether it's financial, whether it's kids, marriage, we all are going to have things that we have fear or we have this anxiety that comes upon us. But David says, when I fear, I choose. I, cho- I, don't, I don't feel, I choose. God, I choose to trust you. Can I challenge you to do that this morning? Can, can I challenge you this morning 
to go, yeah, I don't feel it. Okay, cool, none of us feel it. Let's just be honest. Just because I'm teaching this doesn't make you go, yeah, I, I feel so much better. I think it's going to be fun. No, I, I choose. I, I make, that's why I sound mine. Right? Because the devil loves to twist our mind and get us so caught up in this stuff that I'm dealing with and that's going on in my house, that's going on in my work, that my mind is not sound. Because the only thing that is sound is God's Word. The only thing that is true is God's Word, that we would refocus ourselves. Let me say it to you this way, God's on the throne, somebody. God is on the throne. God is on the throne in the midst of divorce. God is on the throne. In the midst of sickness, God is on the throne. Many of you know Mr. Lynn Van Buren, who's been a part. I took him to the hospital. I followed the ambulance to the hospital. He's in ICU right now. So pray for him. But I couldn't help when I'm there at the hospital, making sure he's good and set on him and trying to get Miss Patty and make sure she's okay. I couldn't help but think of this reality and go, this is, this is nothing. Like, it's important. Like, we pray and we work on the situation. But to get worked up about the situation is to not trust who God is. Right, God, what, what do you mean learning this? How can I love through this? How can I be in the middle? This is what it means for us to consider pure, pure joy when we go through all kinds of trials. Because when we have an eternal vision, instead of having our minds so wrapped up in what is going on right here in this moment, and then we lose our mind, we don't have a sound mind. Right? It's the opposite of power, love, and a sound mind. It's now weak. I feel weak and I feel helpless. And come on, anybody do the pity parties like I do. Come on. But if I don't have this, I can do that. I have to drink the sunny water. <laughs> Benefits of having the microphone. Anyway. I want a Popeye's chicken sandwich, not a chicken sandwich. All right. Come on, first world problems, right? We all got first world problems, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really, like, all relative, like, I've been to Africa, y'all, I've seen kids drink water out of a dirty ditch, but we're like, oh my God, this on it. <laughs> Listen, and it's just real, and I'm picking on some of those guys because we had this discussion yesterday, it was funny, but, but, but in all reality, it is perspective. Do you understand what I mean? Like, it, it really is perspective. And we've got to have the eternal perspective for us to understand God is on His throne. And guess what? His will will be done. Period. Right? Period. His will is going to happen. Like, like it, it's going to happen. He's going to do it. Now, here's the thing is, I'm hoping that I'm participating. Right? And I'm hoping that you're participating. But the way we can participate with His will being done is going, Oh gosh, I can't believe this. Right? I don't know power, I'm weak. and I don't feel very loving. Leave me alone, I'm going through something. And I don't have a sound mind right now, right? Because my mind is all jacked up. And, but no, 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 no. The Word tells us, no, 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 power. That you stand up straight and go, My God is on the throne and His will be done. And I'm not a, a, a victim. This is not victim mentality. I serve the King of Kings. I serve the Creator of the universe. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching about 73% better than this morning. I serve 
the creator of the universe. He is on his throne. His will be done. I have power in my life. And when I feel that power and I have that, guess what? I'll be loving. Because I'm not letting those things grasp me and have this stronghold strangle like it's got me by the throat. Really hard to be loving if somebody's got you by the throat. And some of us, fear has got us by the throat. And we have a hard time now turning around and loving the people around us. And then of course, sound mind. No, my mind's all jacked up. Not focused eternally, focused on what it is that is right here in front of me. So we've got to acknowledge your fear. Acknowledge your fear. Right? But choose to trust God anyway. But I'm afraid I put my trust in you. Second one is this. Seek God until He takes away your fear. Seek God until He takes away your fear. He will do that. And that is exactly what David did. The man who truly had a lot to fear. Come on, somebody. Like, and none of y'all, unless, unless I don't know your story, none of y'all are running for your life right now. Right? They're like, there's not somebody hunting you down right now. Now, if you are like in the witness protection program, okay. But, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I really doubt anybody's running for their lives right now. But that's when they, and that's when he's in this mode. And he says in Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Come on, somebody. I want that to be a reality in your life. Then he delivers you from all your fears. Now, we're not stupid. We don't go walking over to uh, Titusville Beach and stand on the beach and face Dorian. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting you prep and you do the things that you need to do in your house. But what I am saying is, is let's not let the anxiety and the fear control us. Some of us, the anxiety and the fear is controlling us in our marriage, and it's why our marriage is struggling. Because we don't have power, love, and sound mind going on in our marriage. Or our kids are struggling, we're struggling in our parenting because we don't have power, love, and sound mind in our parenting. Because we're doing things out of, out of, out of fear. So, seek God until He takes away your fears. And that's exactly what He did. I sought the Lord and He asked me and He delivered me. It is possible, listen to me, it is possible for an eternal God to empower you to overcome temporary fears. Like that's a, almost a, well, duh. And yet we don't live it every day, right? We, we don't live that out every day. It is possible, it, it is actually possible for an omnipotent, omnipresent, all-knowing God to alleviate your temporary fears. Come on, somebody. That's a, that's a truth for you to stand on this week, right? It's, it's, it's actually possible, like, God's able. He, he, really, he really is able. And perhaps that's why He brought you here today. Just to hear these words. Just the, just the reality of, hey, I, I, I can take care of this. If you'll acknowledge it, then seek me. Seek me in this reality and let me take it away. John Wesley, founder of the, the Methodist Church, wrote this. 
Whenever I feel fearful emotions overtaking me, I just choose to close my eyes and thank God that He is still on the throne, reigning over everything. And I take comfort in His control over all the affairs of my life. Man, what a great statement. Man, I'm asking you to do that today. I'm asking you to choose today. To lay all your anxiety, your fear, your frustrations before them. So here's, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray for us all. And then I'm not going to say amen. Because I want to leave open space. Now, if you need to go, kids are restless. Don't feel like you're skipping out or anybody's going to look at you. But I am going to ask you to consider to hang around for a minute. Some of you may need to grab your spouse's hand and come up here to the front and kneel down together. Because you recognize we're struggling in our relationship because of fear, because of those scenarios. Some of you may need to bring other things and just come forward. And there's nothing significant, like, like this is not special carpet up front, you know what I mean? Like we didn't anoint this with holy water or anything like that. But the, the act, listen to me, the act of getting up and moving forward is a physical thing of you saying, God, I'm choosing to take some steps this morning. Right? Even though part of me is like, well, I wonder if anybody else is going to go forward. What is that? Fear. Insecurity. And so I, I want to challenge you. Would you bring to God fears today? Because I believe in this moment, in the next few moments, you could bring something and leave it here with God and walk away today and feel a new freedom. And that is my heart and desire for each and every one of these people. And, and, and understand this, for those of you who have never accepted Jesus as your Lord, it's, it's, not a, it's not some big ceremonial thing. It's as simple as you go and I, I need peace. And I may not understand it all, but today I, I want to surrender my heart. Jesus, would you come into my life? And be, be the king of my life and, and bring me that peace and bring me that understanding that I can understand today. And man, we would love and celebrate with you. And there'll be a few people up here that are part of our prayer team. Matter of fact, prayer team, you guys can go ahead and start coming up, those of you that will be here to help. And so come up and pray with somebody. Be bold. I know it's kind of weird to come up and maybe you don't know somebody and all that kind of stuff. Listen to me. Stop the fear. Stop the fear. Stop the anxiety. Step out of your comfort zone and let's see what God can do today. Let me pray for you. And then I'm going to leave open the, the, the altar, leave open the opportunity for you to come and, and pray with somebody this morning. Father God, so grateful for your word. I'm so grateful for David. Can't wait to meet him one day. So grateful for the example he said he wasn't perfect. But maybe he sought you when he was scared. He sought you when he let anxiety get big. And so we choose today to do that. We choose to put the what-ifs away and to stand on your promises that you make all things good for those who love you. And so God, would you, by your Holy Spirit, touch each and every person here today, giving them the opportunity to release, release, to get away from that chokehold, get away from anxiety and fear, all those things, God, that come. For those that would choose you for the first time today, would you meet them here in this place?
and make yourself very real to them.